This is Kirsten Barrington-Hughes with the Carolina Film Community, speaking today from the awesome Ground Crew Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina. And today I have with us the winner of our Made in Carolina's 2015 film project, Ben Slyker. Thank you for coming, Ben. Thanks. Great to be here. Listen, I loved your film, Buy One, Get One. I thought it was really great, and I just adored the film. Um, and the story for me kind of really resonated. I think I told you this on the night that uh, we had the festival and screened it and had the Viewer's Choice Awards and so on, but there was a story that I bought for my children, and I've been reading it to them, uh, called the Full Belly Bowl, which kind of also plays on the messages that I got from Buy One, Get One, which is, you know, you may have a windfall of something that gets you something for free. Um, in this case, uh, your character finds out that her lipstick that she drops goes into this kind of like vortex, and all of a sudden it comes out the other end, and it's duplicated, and she starts putting coins in there, and it's duplicating, and she realizes she can get more money, and so on. And the same thing kind of happens in this this book that I read to my kids and the message of sort of greed uh, and, and money doesn't buy you happiness and, and the, the fallout from greed is a really great uh, moral and, and, and message. It's really timeless. Um, what was it within the parameters that we gave you in the film contest, which is basically a, a silent film genre using a prop of the drawing of a flower and less than five minutes, including credits? What was it that, that made you kind of come up with this idea? Uh, well, you know, I'd like to say it was, you know, some sort of lightning strike that kind of came to us right away, but that really was far from what actually happened. Um, Matt and I decided to, uh, Matt Bumby, my uh, co-producer and I, decided to, you know, we wanted to enter this festival and we caught the rules were kind of interesting, but we really didn't want to do anything unless we kind of came up with a really great idea. And so most of it was based around the character instead of the story. And so we wanted the, the character of this woman um, sort of everything about her, uh, the way she dresses, the way she acts, the way uh, the things that she does, uh, what her priorities are in her, her life to affect the outcome of the end of the film. Um, and so sort of everything that she is kind of contributes to her success or her downfall uh, within the film. And so... Um, uh, I, I, I can't say that the, the drawing of a flower was m anything more than kind of a, uh, an ancillary thought. Uh, ours is just kind of stuck up on the fridge. Mm -hmm. um, but even then, we, we kind of put a little thought into that was um, uh, underneath the, the drawing, the flower, it says, I'll see you this summer, Mommy. So uh, it's uh, she's a single parent. And, um, okay, you see your kids just in the summer. you know. So she's obviously kind of a, a vacant parent as well. Uh, and so we wanted just even little details like that to kind of contribute to the kind of character that she is and then uh, what actually happens to her. Yeah, it's it's great because um, in in five minutes, you know, it's really hard. I think, and I'm not a film like a filmmaker like you, but um, it's really hard in five minutes. I think to tell a complete story, have the character backstory that you just described, and have it culminate uh, and finish, you know, completely. And your story and your film really did that. Was that important to you? It is. Uh, I think in, in shorts, you, uh, especially of this length, three to five minutes, and, and sometimes even up to 10 minutes, you can't, um, you don't have the time to establish an entire environment um, or an entire, you know, sort of new character. And so you kind of have to play on tropes or on stereotypes to sort of 
establish people's, you know, sort of suspension disbelief right away. You know, uh, it's not difficult to just imagine a, a, a selfish woman, you know, and so you just you, you can use those sort of character tropes already to kind of create environment right out of the way. You kind of know exactly who this person is, and then you can get right into the story uh, and then you know, trying to, I think the, for me, the best shorts kind of take a very simple concept and then just kind of expanding on that to about five minutes instead of trying to take a really big concept and crush it down into five. Yeah, because you could really overreach uh, and, you know, it, it might not come off as well as you thought, right? Um, it's It was a really cool film for a lot of reasons, right? So I love the story. I love the moral of the story. I love the character. And by the way, your actress won the Best Actress Award at our um, at our project as well from our celebrity judges. Can you talk a little bit about her? Sure. Lacey was great. Uh, Lacey Camp, she uh, she actually came in. Um, we had uh, we had another actress who, who dropped out on us, um, and it was literally about six or seven days before uh, we were going to shoot. And so Matt and I kind of got together, and, and we took some recommendations from different people to kind of uh, come up with Lacey, and, and, and it was the first time we met her. It was like, all right, we're going to get the part, and we're going to shoot on Friday. And so um, uh, I, I thought we could still accomplish it because uh, because there wasn't any dialogue, right? Uh, and so a lot of the things that she was doing had to do with her facial expressions and her body language. Um, so being a silent film, it was much more important to Matt and I that that we got, uh, you know, sort of who her character was, kind of how she walked and, and her facial expressions and things like that. And you can add sort of a level of physicality with a silent film that you can't really get away with with a, with a dialogue film. And so, for instance, there's a couple times where uh, we sort of exaggerated her, her arm movements. There's uh, with sound effects or... <clears throat> excuse me, just, um, you know, different things that she does with her body. She raises her arms real quick. She hops over the frame, you know, different things like that, whether it's entering the frame funny, exiting the frame funny, using a little bit more physicality to, to make the situation more comic. Uh, we really tried to, to enhance those things to make the film a better project. So the audience really responded to Lacey. I think as a filmmaker, to be you, I would have been really happy that night because there were some really great responses and laughs in the audience. And she really captivated everyone. And I think these exaggerated movements really kind of played into the the feeling that I got, which is I didn't even realize the absence of words. Now, I knew because obviously I helped organize the event that it's a silent film, but it wasn't like there was this big vacant void. It felt like it wasn't a silent film. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much so. The the whole goal is is obviously to you know replace the dialogue in the film with other actions, other movements, other sounds. Um, the the editing within the film is very rhythmic. Uh, having uh, an original score you know helps uh, with that. Not having to edit to something else, and so. Um, yeah, using sort of Lacey's physicality and just kind of all the other tools that we have as filmmakers to kind of fill that void, um, you know, and so there's a lot of little tricks and things like that that you can condense time or, uh, you know, sort of switch edits back and forth to where, you know, you certainly don't want your audience to get bored, but we were actually uh, quite pleasantly surprised at the, the number of sort of hits per se that 
came across in the screening. Uh, and so there were there were certainly some things that Matt and I had planned uh, when we looked at the film. It's like, oh, you know, there should be a laugh here, you know. Um, but there was a couple points where we really didn't expect it. Uh, and most of that, I think, that had to do with sort of Lacey's performance um, just, you know, whether it was an eye movement or a smirk or something like that, that the audience really responded to that, whereas Matt and I had seen it a hundred times. And so those moments sort of get dulled down for the the filmmakers as you're making the film. Uh, and so it's really nice to see uh, an audience react to something that you really didn't even have planned in the first place. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, you just had such support on the night. Um, so tell me about uh, what it's like for you as a filmmaker to have these contests pop up like this that we put on at the Carolina Film Community. Is it a, is it a real incentive for you? Is it just something that's a, a fun little side project to do? Or what does it mean to you, the Carolina Film Community and the events that we do like this to incent people to make film? Well, first and foremost, you know, any filmmaker sort of relishes the opportunity to get his or her work seen, you know, and so I think that's first and foremost to, and especially in the the sort of venue that get you guys put together, I mean, that was fantastic, you know, uh, almost a couple hundred people um, in the same place, all looking at your film, you know, which is at the uh, uh, Studio Movie Grill in Charlotte, yeah, one of our sponsors. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice plug. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, normal sort of you know if you're if you're talking about a, a a film festival or even a short film festival especially on a local level um you know for a film like this you may be talking 15 20 people who will show up at your screening and then as a filmmaker you're the one out there campaigning just for people to kind of show up to your film. Um, and so to kind of have a block of films like this, it kind of, you know, there's a lot of synergy between getting all these films together and getting all the people who worked on them and all the people who are interested in in film in the same place at the same time, um, then we don't have to do that work as filmmakers. I think um, the more time that we can concentrate on just sort of writing and shooting and editing and doing things like that instead of uh, instead of having to wave our flag all the time and, and say, hey, please come and see uh, what what I've been doing, you know, that's fantastic for for especially local filmmakers. That's great. And, you know, we've done a, a bunch of different kinds of contests uh, with different parameters. We've done some where you pull a random kind of, uh, there's a photo of a random object uh, out of an envelope and you ne- that needs to inspire your film. Uh, we've done ones where you need to give a line to one of the, to a kid, someone under 18. Um, and we've done all sorts of different, uh, different things, the silent genre, as you know. Um, what what is it like when you're kind of at the whim of someone else that's coming up with these different parameters? Is it exciting? Is it daunting? Um, you know, little column A, little column B. Most of the time, um, especially on this sort of level, if you're sort of going to invest the time and the money to m- uh, put a project together, then it's it's tough sometimes to have someone else dictate to you what has to be in your film, right? You know, and so sometimes, uh, you know, a silent film or sometimes that little picture or whatever it is, isn't going to really kind of work organically with kind of the films that you want to make. And that's kind of a bummer. Um, But then on the other side, you kind of have to think outside the box or within the box per se, Mm -hmm. uh, and sort of make the best of what, you know, the situation is. Uh, And so I know a lot of times, 
when you're just starting to, you know, sort of think of ideas for films or what do I want to accomplish with this project, it, it's too daunting. You're kind of looking at the whole mountain at one time. Um, but knowing that, hey, I have to do this uh, I, and I have to do this, and then you can actually, you know, focus your story around those things instead of um, sort of trying to have to come up with that yourself, regardless of whether you like the concept or not. Uh, and so I, I usually prefer, um, you know, sort of genre uh, contests. Okay. I, I think those are those work really well. I'm not a big fan of, like, you have to use this piece of dialogue. Um uh, as you can see, we, we use the picture. We, we kind of give it just a real small nod. Um, which is perfect. You yeah. know, which, which qualifies you for the contest. But it, in my opinion, we didn't, we didn't use the, the picture the best. Right. Uh, oh, it, really? It, oh, no, no, no. Um, uh, I think uh, Chris Baker did the best job of implementing the actual object into his film um, because his sort of his, his entire concept was based around drawing uh, and you're talking about drawing the, uh, of the flower drawn together yeah drawn together by Baker says and yeah well you know it was interesting because as we come up with these props the main reason for us to give you a prop is just to make sure that the film was made for the contest and you're not just pulling out some old material and submitting it right uh, we want to make sure that it was made for the contest and some people had you know a full on tattoo of a, uh, a flower drawn behind someone's ear they had some the whole drawing of the flower was the whole film others had a, a flower drawing explode from a bomb as you said Chris Baker and Baker says in films he had uh, drawn a flower but it was part of the whole drawings that he was doing in an animation. Uh, it was just really interesting to see what people came up with with the prop. You know, we, we've had in the past a red ribbon, you know, all different things. But um, but that's interesting. So it does stretch you a little bit beyond your beyond uh, necessarily what you'd be doing that week, right, to give you those contests. Yeah, I mean, it's nice It's it's nice to see, too, and I think it, it's sort of, a, I guess, a necessary evil uh, of these sort of uh, uh, contests because, you know, ringers, they, that sucks. You yeah. Know? Uh, I mean, uh, Matt and I were, were, we had planned on entering uh, Project Greenlight last year, and so the films were, uh, uh, it was supposed to be up to three minutes, right, uh, your film, and so, like, Matt and I go, all right, let's think of something that's three minutes. And we had this whole plan. It all kind of fell apart. But um, the the film that actually won and the guys who was on, on the show right now, I watched his film and I was like, oh, I've seen this before. And mm. he had submitted it like it, would be, it was from like 2013. He had submitted it. I think it was from Tribeca or something like that. And so the kind of that was disappointing to me right. because it wasn't something new. It wasn't something fresh. It wasn't something made for Project Greenlight. I right. mean, they, once they got in the show, they had to, you know, prove that they can make those sort of films again. Uh, and so that was really nice to see, you know, them being put under that sort of pressure. Um, but yeah, I get it. You know, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but at the same time, it's it, it, there's two sides of the coin. Right. <laughs> and, you know, we do that because um, even though after you're in this contest, we encourage you to take your film to all different festivals all over the world that don't have that. We just want to make sure that since we are trying to encourage filmmaking in the Carolinas, that we actually are making sure that the films are made in the Carolinas. And and um, and so that's why we do that. But um, if someone wanted to see your your winning film, buy one get one. Where would they go to watch it? 
Uh, surprising that you mentioned that. I actually just uh, we <laughs> we had it on like a private Vimeo link uh, up until the last point, but uh, last night I actually activated it for the public, so I was going to go ahead and you know spam the internet uh, with it uh, sometime you know within the next 24 hours. Uh, but if you go to uh, Vimeo.com/slash uh, Ben Slyker, um, that's that's my page. Okay. Uh, or if you just you know search, search Google buy one get one Vimeo, I'm sure it will uh, it'll pop up. And for fil- people. Are not familiar, it's a vimeo.com and then forward slash B E N S L I K E R, right? Yes, and um, just so excited that you won. Um, we had such great entries, it was a tough competition. I really feel like you were in great company, and uh, but I loved the film so much, and I loved Lacey's performance so much, and I had such laugh out loud moments in it. Um, her some of her facials were so fantastic. <laughs> So congratulations again. We really hope that you enter our further projects and contests and festivals and really stay with the Carolina film community. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing what you're going to do in the future. Thank you. I, yeah, I was really impressed. The, uh, the last time we entered uh, was in 2012 uh, for the What Scares You contest. And so uh, the, to see the, the difference, to see the improvement, not in just in the quality of the films, but the the quality of the event, the the largeness of the event uh, was really, really great to see. uh, And it was kind of really just a great thing to be a part of. That's great. You know, we're six years now under our belt. We're learning a lot. We hope to do even better things. And um, luckily, we're able to because we have the support of some fantastic sponsors. The sponsors of the Made in Carolinas 2015, we'd like to thank Carolina Talent, the Stone Agency, the Wingate Hotel in Rock Hill, Paxios Technologies, Corrigan and Johnson Casting, the Charlotte Regional Film Commission, Monarch Talent Agency, and Sedoma Law. So thank you so much for them for being able to uh, help us put on the event and Ben Slyker thank you so much for talking with us today and thank you so much to Ground Crew Studios in Charlotte North Carolina for putting our podcast together today this is Kirsten Barrington Hughes with the Carolina Film Community music composed by Sean Beck